Welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. Your attention is directed to Minding Your P's and Q's, where we examine the sometimes sensitive and often treacherous subject of business etiquette. I'm your host, Tim Yuma. Today we're focusing on the expected behavior and language of job seekers when they're contacted for a phone interview. There's no shortage of advice for the traditional face-to-face meeting with an employer, but the conversation over the phone needs attention of its own. To give us some insights and guidance on this subject, we have Lori McIntosh joining us from Virginia. Lori has 20 years experience in human resources, and she's currently the Director of Member Engagement based out of the Society for Human Resource Management's National Headquarters in Virginia. Lori, thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, Tim. I'm excited to be here with you. Before we jump into the subject itself, uh, to give listeners an idea of where you're coming from, and I mentioned your, ex- your experience in general, uh, talk a little bit about what you've done in the past and also your current role. Absolutely. Thanks. Well, I have worked for SHRM as a staff member for about five years, but prior to that time was uh, an acting HR practitioner. So I guess you can call me now I'm a recovering HR practitioner, (laughs) but uh, try to stay really close to the field and and keep track of what's going on. I started in HR as as a recruiter, which I think probably a lot of of listeners have done the same thing or been involved in that and, and worked my way up and worked in a variety of industries including banking, consumer packaged goods, healthcare, just to, to name a few. But um, So I've got a, a wide background and, and have worked in most areas of HR. I've, I've, compensation and benefits wasn't really my bag, but mostly the employee engagement standpoint, OD, uh, training, um, recruitment. So, And that's really what brought me into SHRM. I was a, a volunteer leader and was our chapter president for a local chapter and just loved the opportunity to create chances for people to develop professionally and to have the resources they need. And that's what's really brought me to my current role. And as director member engagement, one of my things is to help the organization create better opportunities, more opportunities for us to engage our members. Because just as employers need to not only retain their employees, they need to engage them. They make, need to make it a very satisfying, you know, want to cut, get up in the morning and go to work type of experience. And so that's, in essence, what we want to do with our members to provide them the resources they need and to be able to make them feel really good about, about being a SURE member. Sure. Now, with all of your experience, as we uh, conversed a little bit uh, via email beforehand, you've had plenty of experience in this area of phone interviews, the the subject uh, of this show. When an employer is looking to talk to someone, a candidate over the phone, what are they really looking to accomplish with that phone interview as opposed to maybe that face-to-face meeting? Yeah. And in my experience is what that is. From the standpoint of the recruiter, and they get in hundreds of applications and resumes, and they've quickly screened out or they have their system screen out that A pile. Mm-hmm. And then the, really the phone interview is going to be the, the, the knockout. Are these that there's probably going to be a, a top uh, you know, list of things they're going to want to find out. They're going to want to get an idea of if, if the experience meets that of the, the job. They're going to try to get a feel for your, your skill set as well. Um, maybe ask about something that isn't as clear on there. And probably one of the bigger things is to see if your salary is going to meet their range. So some of those big things are going to, uh, and just the way you handle yourself in that phone interview too, mm. you know, how comfortable you are is going to really see if you're going to get that Emerson interview. So the resume or your application is really the first impression, 
but this phone interview is going to be really what's going to get you in the door for that in-person interview. And I'm sure depending on the the job and, and what the, the hiring person is trying to accomplish, I'd imagine the interview lasts a different amount of time. I mean, is there a general amount of time that you're looking to, to wrap up the phone interview in terms of being shorter? I've, I've heard of people having to be on for, you know, half hour or longer. I don't, I don't know if there's an ideal mark that you're looking for there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's probably going to vary from recruiter to recruiter and, and uh, even different industries and what they're trying to, what they're trying to accomplish in the interview. Generally, I wouldn't go any longer than 30 minutes when I was, mm-hmm. uh, when I was conducting phone interviews. Although I have, as a candidate, been on phone interviews that have lasted much longer than that. And I think that's where it does become difficult to, you know, to provide the information effectively. But when you have a candidate that's not in the same area as you and you, you want to capture that information and make sure that it's really worth spending the money to, to have them travel in, right. it, it could go longer than that. So, and also the complexity of the job. But I think probably 30 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes is probably the general range. How about the process in terms of setting up the phone interview? Should there be a specific time and date that that the parties have agreed upon? And the reason I asked that, it seemed like that should be the way to do it, but I was once called out of the blue. And, um, you know, I I guess I realized it was going to be an interview at that point, but I would feel I wasn't as prepared as I could have been. So what's generally the process when you're looking to set something like that up? Right, right. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's interesting, because probably one or two things were happening. Either you you didn't have a very experienced recruiter, and they didn't, you know, they weren't, it wasn't really fair to you not give you time to prepare, Mm -hmm. or they were trying to check out and see how you could think on your feet, you know, for that interview. (laughs) So I guess you always have to be prepared for that. But but personally, I think you should from a recruiter standpoint, and to be fair to the candidate, you should give them time to prepare. So you should schedule that just as you would any other interview. So right. whether you call them or email them and say, we'd like to coordinate a time, you know, give them a couple of days to do it. Uh, and, and sometimes remember that sometimes that may be if they have an escalated time frame for filling the role, they might have a short turnaround time. And so they might not be able to give you as much time. But to be fair to the candidate, you should really have the opportunity to, um, you want to prepare for it. You want to be able to, if you haven't already researched the company, be able to speak about the culture of the organization, be really prepared with questions that you want to answer them. So hopefully most would do that, but be prepared to, you know, just get called out of the blue as well. Sure. How about if if there is a, a situation where the candidate is negotiating, for lack of a better term, with the the hiring personnel in terms of finding a, a time and day to have the phone interview? Are there any particular mm-hmm. days or, or, or parts of the day that you would suggest being helpful? Because obviously we're always looking for just that little extra edge. So maybe this day or time is better because the the interviewer is going to be a little more relaxed. Is there anything any thought to that? That's a really good question. Uh, my take on that would be that probably if you get a, a morning time, you're, you're probably maybe one of the first ones that might be if they've got several to do in the day, mm-hmm. you might be the first one and, and then your interview would, would set the tone for sure. that. And if you know you were providing that rock star interview, maybe they, you know, then they're going to be comparing you to any of the other candidates that they that they speak to. The other part of that strategy is to be the last one of the day so that you're kind of the last one in their mind. So I, I still would, if it were me, I'd rather do it in the morning. And from the, the applicant standpoint, then if you're a little more fresh too, you haven't been busy, you know, working your other job or whatever it is and gotten all caught up in everything else that's going on, mm-hmm. you can kind of come into the interview more prepared and a little more fresh and 
and not bogged down by everything else happening in the day. Um, as far as the actual day, you know, generally Mondays and Fridays probably, uh, you know, if you had a chance to pick, I'd, I'd probably pick something, you know, midweek, but you might not have that option. Sure. Yeah. And I, I, I recognize that, that a lot of times you're not going to have that flexibility necessarily, but if you do, you know, trying to find a way to, to make it work for you. Mm-hmm. You did touch a little bit on the ideas of you know, preparation in terms of really treating it like it's going to be a face-to-face interview, but with some differences there are obviously. So when we talk about the surroundings or, uh, you know, the idea of what phone you're using, because I, as I talk to people, most people just use a cell phone, don't have a landline. I don't have a landline. What what would you suggest in those situations? Because I'm not going to use if I'm currently working, I'm not going to use the office phone, obviously. So what do you what do you do in terms of really having everything set up as, as good as possible for you? Right. I think the key thing would be, and a lot of people do just use their cell phones anymore and don't have a home landline. Make sure you're at a good part of wherever you're at, your home or wherever, that you have a really strong reception to to your cell phone. The last thing you want to do is to be in the middle of the discussion and have the call drop and it's your fault. Right. So the other thing I would do would be to make sure you're using a headset as well because then you are are hands-free. You're not having to worry about holding the phone up. It just gives you a little bit more freedom and, and will help your confidence level versus having to hold the phone up to your, you know, to your head. Although I've got to tell you, I've had phone interviews where it was during work, but I couldn't leave work. I ran out to my car uh-huh. in a rainstorm, <laughs> in a rainstorm, holding the phone up, you know, trying to do that. I mean, there are crazy ways that people take, you know, interviews in, in this way, but I wouldn't recommend that, but it managed to work. But I would try to get in, you know, a quiet place and, and just set down the phone, use your headset and make sure you've got really good reception. If you don't go somewhere where you can make sure you've got good reception on your phone, I think is key. Well, let's get into the, the phone call a little bit in terms of, you know, the conversation and maybe strategies or things people should be saying or how they should act. The conversation begins, what tips are you giving someone in terms of, from the job seeker's point of view, how they speak or the tone that they're giving, uh, even even things like jargon or, or larger words versus simple words. I mean, where do you go with that sort of thing in terms of especially tone and language and, and how you really present yourself initially in that conversation? Yeah, I think the, the really key thing is to exude that confidence. And you're, you're going to do that in part by being very prepared. So look up information about the organization on their website. You're going to want to understand the culture there, you know, how are they doing as a business, all of those types of things. And, and that will help you to, to exude that confidence. But from the other standpoint, I would recommend don't do something that isn't you. If mm. using that jargon that is very, uh, you know, don't speak over your over your uh, your personality. If you if you don't use a lot of very technical terms in in your normal, you know, if you would in a normal job, try to manage that with. Of course, you want to put your best foot forward and make sure they understand that you know what you're talking about. But I would say you really have to be yourself because you don't want to oversell, or then you get in person and then you act differently, or you're you're managing the conversation differently. Mm-hmm. And then that makes them, that puts them questions in their mind. So I think the key thing is to be yourself, but be very prepared. You definitely need to be articulate though. So please don't think that I'm saying, you know, don't, don't dumb it down for them either. <laughs> but 
I think, so, you know, speak in the tone you would, you really do have to make sure that you exude your confidence in your background skills and that you, the really the thing that's going to put you over the top is that you understand the company and you've already kind of put yourself in that role and how you can share with them then how, how you can contribute to the organization. Um, I think is really where the importance comes in. Specifically to the phone interview then, what are some of the challenges that you would point out that, again, really are specific to this type of interview versus being able to be in the same room with the people that you're trying to get the job with? The big thing is they can't see how you are responding to things. And likewise, if you answer a question and then there's that silence, Uh you don't know what they're thinking on their end, are they just writing down the answers? Or are they going, oh gosh, right. you know, what, I don't know what to do with this person. So that's the problem. You really don't, you really don't know. Now, one thing though, interesting, a lot of organizations now, and I've leveraged this and the last person that I hired is using Skype. Sure. Um, as you mentioned, I'm based here, I based here in Virginia and um, I hired, I interviewed a person in California and my initial conversations with her were via Skype. So that does take away some of the, you can at least see their facial expressions, see how you're, they are responding when you're asking the question. And that's the thing that's really lost in the, the phone interview, which is valuable because again, you, you might not get a good feel for how well you did or not. And you might not, they might not, you might not ever hear back from them. And then, you know, that might be the only response you get. Or if you get that call back for that in person, then you know, you, you must've done a good job. So that's what's lost in the phone interview. Now, what about simple things like the ahs and ums, or you talk about maybe pauses that uh, that occur, or even I've read about uh, giving the the job seeker might they might step on uh, step on one of the the words or sentences that are being said because they're just they're ready to answer, but they didn't realize that you know the uh, the hiring person wasn't done speaking. Are those things detrimental? Are those kind of overlooked a little more in a phone interview? What's been your experience with that? Yeah, my take on that is that it's not as, it's probably more, more, um, there might be more focus given on it because it is a phone interview and you really can't, you know, see their facial expressions or anything else with it. Mm -hmm. If you can limit the ahs and ums, of course, that is, is going to be helpful because, uh, again, if you have prepared, hopefully that confidence will come out and you won't have a lot of those ahs and ums. The, the silence thing though, one thought on that is sometimes the silence, if you, if you share, if, if, they, if the interviewee is asked a question and you just need a little bit more time to think about a good example, my response would be as the interviewee to say, gosh, that's a really good question. Can you give me just a moment to think because I've got a couple of examples and I want to share the right one for this situation. Right. And then so you kind of told them, I need just a little bit of time here <laughs> to answer the question. If you are kind of jumping over what the what the interviewee is is asking, and that, that could definitely happen, especially if you have a, a bad delay in the phone line, and, and sometimes that can happen, especially on cell phones. Say, oh, I apologize, I, I, I'm just getting a little bit of uh, you know uh, feedback here on my phone, or I'm not, I didn't realize you weren't done, and just acknowledge it because again, you can't see them. So that's that's how I'd handle that. And I like I like your point about essentially just asking or saying, hey, I just need a, a moment here because a lot of those filler words, the ahs and ums come because people don't want that silence, especially on the phone. Like you said, I can't see if you're thinking or if you're freaking out over there. So uh, I think that is good advice just to be open with it and say, hey, you know, just let me gather my thoughts here for a moment. Mm-hmm. 
When you're talking about the phone interview then, are the questions different, generally speaking, than when you actually have them in a room for what would be often considered that final interview? I think they are. Again, these are probably the knockout questions. They probably have a few that are really going to decide you have a lot of the outside of what I've seen on the resume. Are there are there things about your your experience or background that will kind of take you to the next level to to make me confident that you're one of the right people to bring in for the phone or for the the in-person interview. So uh, when they when you get on site generally and again they can go into a lot of depth over the phone as well. Right. But generally over the phone it'll be a little bit more basic and then when you get to the face to face then they're really going to drill down. But I would say and even on the phone interview be prepared for questions like uh, that would be specific to the the job they might ask uh, if you're going for a management position tell me about how many people you've managed what's your management style how do you delegate effectively if that's an important part of the job they may very well ask you about that over the phone so think about some of those questions as you look at the job posting and how it relates to your background what are some of the things that they might ask me and i want to make sure i have a specific example because that's going to be key. And you've probably all heard of the, the STAR concept before. You want to, in your answer, give them an overview of the situation, the task you had to do, the action you took, and the result. Right. Because that really shows that you have had that experience versus, versus saying, oh, yeah, I've done that. It went really well. You know, and, and that's a very generalized statement that, honestly, anybody could make up. Whether you actually did it or not is another thing. So... I think the key, whether it's an in-person interview or whether it's over the phone, to make sure you're providing specific answers. And you don't have to go into a whole lot of depth with it because you don't want to do, especially with if you've only got 30 minutes over the phone, you can't take 10 minutes to answer one question uh -huh. because you want to make sure that recruiter is getting through all of their questions. So be sharp and succinct in your answers, but make sure that you're giving them, you're proving to them that you've done this and that that you can do this job and so that they want to bring you in for, a, for an in-person interview. What then would you say are some of the major mistakes that people make that really would cost them a chance at either a position or that final interview or, or the next step in the process, whether it be something they say or do, what would you point to in the, in the phone interview that just you can't do? You just can't do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I think the thing is that not being prepared is the worst thing you can do. And it's probably because if, if you've not been through phone interviews, you don't know what to expect. Right. So this is this is a really good opportunity to share some of those things. Because I think in a lot of ways, you need to prepare for the phone interview the same way you would an in-person interview. It's just, and again, you've got to sell yourself more because it's just through what they're hearing from you and your answers. So um, I, I think that's the, the most important thing is to be prepared. So here's another thing. I mean, they could ask you some of those crazy questions like, you know, how many dimples are on a golf ball or some of those, you know, <laughs> questions that have nothing to do yeah. with with your job. Or I had an interview once that got totally off track from the questions about the work and it's like, oh, what type of pets do you have? I have three cats and da, da, da. <laughs> and, you know, you, you need to be prepared for those types of questions, too, and somehow take the lead of the interviewee, the interviewer, but somehow try to turn it back around to did I answer all your questions you need about my work experience or I'm having to share? Did it, you know, was I clear on providing you information about what I did in this role sure. or, 
some, sometimes honestly you've got to pull the recruiter back into the back into the, the interview. <laughs> On the flip side then, I mean, obviously as you mentioned, being prepared is such a huge aspect of it, but are there ways to stand out in that phone interview? And I ask that because when you're in the face-to-face type interview you know, environment, there are nonverbal cues, there's confidence, there's poise, there's, you know, you can be you can be doing different things to to short, sort of stand out or show that you are different or in a way. Is there something you can do over the phone that really is going to allow you to stand out? Probably the main thing is to just make sure that you're, since you can't see how they're responding, you know, do they have a frown on their face or they're smiling and shaking uh-huh. their head going, yep, yep, we want this person, is to, at, when you have an opportunity at the end, make sure that you ask questions and say, did, did I answer all your questions? Is there anything additional? I'd be happy to send you an example of my work. You know, those types of things to uh, to make sure. And then based off of how they say, they say, oh, no, thanks. We have everything we need. Or I think that whatever you can do to put yourself over the top from that standpoint is going to be helpful. And the other key thing, whether it's in person or over the phone, even for this initial phone interview and probably most important, send a follow-up message to them thanking them for their time. And again, if there's anything additional you need, please feel free to contact me because I'll tell you, when I was doing interviewing and even want to interview for jobs here, those people that whether they have time to send a hard copy note through snail mail or whether it's an email, those put you on top of those that don't do that. Sure. So that's certainly something you can do to set yourself apart. And for a screen interview, you might not think about it. But remember, that's one of the first impressions you're making on this recruiter. They've thought enough of you from your resume to call you. But now you've got to put yourself in that next step so you get that in-person interview. So I think that just making sure they they have everything they need without going over the top, of course, Uh but then to that thank you and thank them for their time over the, you know, as they're ending the call. And then to send that follow-up thank you um, is is going to be the thing that's going to set you apart. And you, you touched on a lot of the areas there that, you know, kind of the end of the conversation and what you go through. So with that, and we're getting a little, a little low on time ourselves, what would you point to as any tips maybe for the listeners just to nail that phone interview and it could be something you've talked about already that you want to reemphasize or, or maybe you have more details on it or, or any other little things that you would suggest that it might help. Even in some small way, it might help. But again, we're always looking for that edge to, to either make us stand out or to help put our best foot forward. What, w- what would you tell them? Have your resume in front of you. Make sure you've, you've researched the company. I think that is one of the key things because it's not just about they are going to hone in on if you've done your research about the company. And so that will be key as well. And again, just have everything laid out in front of you, even if you wanted to write out some of your answers to some of the questions. Because again, when you are, it's easy when you're doing a phone interview to kind of look around the room Mm. and, and not realize where you're at, maybe have a mirror in front of you. And so you're talking to yourself, but, but you're seeing how you're responding. And with that, we will bring minding your P's and Q's to a close. We hope that, Of course, now you're a little more prepared than ever before to nail that phone interview. Our expert guest was Lori McIntosh, a highly experienced HR professional and the Director of Member Engagement for the Society for Human Resource Management's National Headquarters. Lori, thanks again for bringing us your unique perspective, insight, and experience. Thanks so much, Tim. And of course, thank you to all you listeners as well. Please keep coming back to continue the learning process on mining your P's and Q's, part of localjobnetwork.com radio. 
If you have any comments or suggestions for the show, email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Until we speak again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Tim Muma.